Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. Welcome to episode 254 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first episode of February 2019, and a very special, short, brief episode with my buddy David Eric Dopko. Hey there, everybody. When we are actually recording this in Kyoto, Japan, we are in a residential district, maybe a textile district, and uh, we've been touring all around the country real quick uh we're going to tell you all about it real quick and uh it's just going to be a short brief episode we'll tell you about some of the places we've been we tell you about some we'll tell you about some of the things we've seen and we'll tell you about some of the things that we are going to do and you might hear about on the next episode so david let's talk about the genesis of this trip okay well the genesis of this trip uh strangely enough started on our last trip in 2015, when we came with a larger group of people. True, true. That was and John Bumpus from Screonk.com. Rich Iso from uh, Fresh Final Live. Yep, and Bam. some other friends like Dell and, uh, of course, all the, the significant others for the most part. Of, uh, That's correct. Time. Yeah, so. so we were meeting up with uh, Jay Davis and his wife, Kumi, and we had just finished uh, exiting the shop in Akihabara, and um, Kyle and Jamie were walking ahead of us, and Keith Kumi and I were, were chatting, and we had just met, like, you know, about an hour ago. And we were already talking about our next trip back to Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Keith and I said, you know, the next time we come, we really want to go to Hokkaido and do a very different type of uh, Japanese vacation. For and, the listeners, Hokkaido oh, sorry, is the yeah. northernmost island of Japan. The main one is called Honshu. That's where Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, all of those cities are there. Hokkaido is the home of Sapporo and Sapporo beer, if you're familiar with that. And uh, take it away, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we've always been interested in like the, the the definite northern climate and the culture is a little bit different. It's the um, Ainu uh, tribe of people who settled up there. So it's a little bit of a different vibe than the rest of Japan. Definitely. So long story short, Kumi said, oh my goodness, I've lived in Japan all my life. I've never been to Hokkaido and I'd love to come with you guys. And uh, we talked about flying versus the Shinkansen. And strangely enough, here we are. We had just got back two days ago from Sapporo. And we were uh, lucky enough to attend the Sapporo Snow Festival. And True. Take yeah, it from yeah. here for a minute. Sure, yeah. So the snow, Sapporo Snow Festival is something that I'd been seeing for a long, long time. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, if you've been on the internet and seen just gigantic snow sculptures in Japan. And I'm talking about some of them 30 to 40 feet tall. Absolutely. Like, that's what we're talking about. They have an incredible array of teams, contestants, and sculptors that come into Sapporo and basically sculpt these incredible pieces of artwork. And uh, and it's it's, also internationally famous because they they have uh, contestants from all over the world, which was neat. We we saw some people from uh, from other countries 
by their sculptures in their native dress, which was kind of interesting to see, too. Oh, yeah, that was right? awesome, for sure, yeah. And aside from the snow, there's another section um, in more in a, a different area, uh, more sort of like a nightlife area, where they have this uh, hundreds, not hundreds, but many mm. ice sculptures. Yeah, they're sort of lining a popular road right. leading, from, uh, leading from Sapporo Station. And sadly, though, this is kind of an interesting story. The first night we arrived in, in Sapporo, uh, the, the wonderful host of our Airbnb had told us that uh, that day and the day before had been the coldest days in Sapporo history in 40 years. It hit a low of 10 degrees. Yeah, 10 degrees Fahrenheit for you guys out there is colder than I've ever really been in. Yeah. I don't know about you, Dave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and not only the, the, the actual temperature, but the wind chill and the snow. Let's not forget the snow. Of course. It was totally snowing. And it, it basically was completely whimsical. And it was what I had expected to see in Sapporo. But I don't, like, as Kyle mentioned, I've never been so cold in my entire life. It was freezing. And that. Quite literally, of course. That cut the ice sculpture viewing really short. Yeah. <laughs> we could not hang. No. Yeah, no. it was really cold on that street. I was physically shaking. At yeah. one point. So, so, so the sculptures kind of line this street. And again, kind of like the snow sculptures, these ice sculptures are essentially done by these like competitive teams. Anyway, the, the snow festival is the main draw for why we went up there. Originally, we thought, hey, why don't we work a Wonder Festival trip into this? Oh, yeah, that's true. And I, gotta, did, gotta some, yeah, I did some research, right? So this is what I do. And I, I buy my tickets to Japan really early before they announce any dates for anything. Uh, so I looked at what the 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015 dates were for Wonder Festival. And I was like, okay, yeah, this all looks like it's going to happen right here. Mm. And I literally bet my money, my ticket money on mm. that being the case. And then later on, much, much later on, we realized that they had scheduled Wonderfest for the 10th instead of the 17th. Right. When we had already planned on being in Sapporo. And we decided that that wasn't going to be a problem for us because we wanted to see that snow festival so badly. We really wanted to go up there with our friends, Jamie and Kumi, really badly. And so we just said, the snow festival wins and we will do Wonder Festival another a, year. A different time. And it definitely yeah. wins because, you know, as, as you know, many of you listeners know that Kyle is a huge uh, kaiju fan, collector, and he, you know, he loves that stuff, as do I. But we actually love Japan. Mm -hmm. We love the food. We love the culture. And we love the people. We are Japanophiles. Just sure. a little bit more than the toys. See, the toys, for me personally, and I think for Kyle too, have always been like the icing on the cake. Yeah. It's like one part of a larger sandwich. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I'm going to you know, say one more thing about Sapporo and Hokkaido. One thing, one of our, our high points was uh, the three of us, Keith, my husband, Kyle, and I have a lot of tattoos. So one of the things that was on my bucket list was to go to an outdoor onsen in the snow while it's snowing, sitting in the, 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 in the, in the, the water, and uh, and I was worried that that would never happen because of the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So onsen are outdoor and indoor as well. Yeah, this was uh, both indoor and outdoor. They are uh, hot springs that you can sit in and relax in. And it's actually a very, very traditional Japanese thing. I mean, it's not always outdoor. There are actually indoor, completely indoor, like bathhouses. But it's something that some a lot of people suggest that travelers come do. 
And because of the stigma of tattoos here in Japan, many, many, well, actually, I'll just say almost all of the onsen here in Japan just won't even allow you in the door if you have tattoos. So because we're all inked up, yep. we were looking for some place and we found an amazing place really just amazing about place. an hour outside of Sapporo. Yeah. And, and, you know, my bucket list, I, I got to check off another thing on my bucket list because we were indeed sitting there with good friends and with other Japanese people and other, other uh, people who have come from other parts of the world. It was lightly snowing. The mountains were covered with snow. It was absolutely whimsical and amazing. So it was very picturesque. It was very picturesque. And so, I, I wouldn't have had that any other way, honestly. So like Wonder Festival is fine and good, but this the trip to Sapporo, seeing the snow festival, being able to sit in that onsen and relax. I mean, that I told you there. It's, a ha- it's one of my new happy places, you know. Like no, I will absolutely. think about that when I need to no. <laughs> decompress and be happy. It was it was great, and yeah. and if you any of you listeners do come to Japan and you don't have tattoos, I strongly suggest you do it uh, a traditional Japanese bath with Japanese people because it's a whole different experience than if you have to rent it by yourself and have it private. Uh, you can do it that way too if you do have tattoos and you're in Tokyo and you can't find one that that accepts tattoos. You can also rent it for the hour, and it's really not that. Oh, expensive. that's true. There are private ones. So, yeah. so th- there is that. If 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 you have to to resort to that, it's still you still get to experience it. So, anyway, want to talk about some kaiju stuff? That sure, that we, yeah. We I mean, did? we have. Well, let's do this. So first up, we only know of a few movies that take place in the Hokkaido oh, area. Right. It's snowing right now, and it is actually. snowing right now. Literally, <laughs> literally snowing snow on us in, right now. in Kyoto. It's Literal kind of, teeny little, tiny snow, but it's kind of. Kind of it's, magical. It's, it's magical. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so in Hokkaido, in Sapporo, I know of three movies that were that were made in that setting. The first would be 1955's Godzilla Raids Again. The second would be 1991's Godzilla vs. King Ghidra, where Godzilla traipses through Hokkaido on his way to Tokyo. And then the third would be 1996. Sevens. Ah, I think it's 96. Anyway, the mid-90s Gamera 2, which starts the tale off on Hokkaido. It does, yeah. And and the um, the Legion soldiers, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> invade a uh, Sapporo beer factory. True, and, true. And that's a very creepy scene because you yeah, at that point in the film, you hadn't seen what, what they were. And anyway, um, definitely cool to see those locations. And it, it, the most famous... Of the three is probably uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidra, where Godzilla walks right past the Sapporo clock tower. The TV tower. TV tower, sorry. Yeah. There I've is been, a clock been, tower as I've well. I've been calling yeah, yeah. it the clock tower incorrectly, so so uh, gomen nasai. Um, but yes, so he, there's a scene where he walks by the, the, the tower and he you know stumbles on, into the subway and kind of does a little trip there. But but that's a pretty famous scene. Seven o'clock, I believe, right? I believe it. We somebody did suggest we yeah. go back and get a picture at seven o'clock. But that's not always uh, feasible. So we were there at like eleven fifty-eight or something like that. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, something like eleven thirty. It, it's first up. It's really Sapporo is pretty easy to navigate. It's not that huge of a town. Uh, so if you ever find yourself in Sapporo and you're one of those guys that likes to see the locations of some of these movies. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can actually see a pinpoint on the uh, Google cool. Maps of where the TV tower is. Uh, another one that we talked about is Gamera 2. And that, you know, as people know, I'm a huge Gamera fan. Ran the Shrine of Gamera for a long time. And uh, now, of course, doing the Kaiju cast, I decided, why don't I go over there 
to the t- to the TV tower and make a couple of comparison shots. Literally, like find the shot from the movie and try my best to reproduce that shot with my camera. And I got okay. I got, I mean, it, I did okay. No, it's, you did great. <laughs> you, did, you did really good. And, and it's neat to see how like accurate you got to the actual screenshot from, from the film yeah, films. Yeah. And yeah. it's really, really impressive. And, and I'm, I hope, hopefully you'll give a link. So you, people yeah, can see I think those I'll, photographs. I'll probably include those in the blog posting. Oh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, additionally, we did go to a Mandarake and an anime jungle. We did. Yes, we did. We actually shot a couple things for an upcoming episode of Collect All Monsters when that gets launched. So keep an eye out for that. There will not be a link in the show notes to that because it doesn't exist yet. But uh, that was coming pretty soon. fun. Stay tuned. <laughs> there were so many. Uh, there were there were so many like vintage vinyl pieces in the Mandarake. Yeah, Sephora. we were we were surprised to see so many uh, vintage pieces, and the prices were were pretty reasonable as well. Yeah, I well, I don't know uh, the pricing of vintage vinyl at all, so I would totally rely on you for that no, if I was going to pick something up. They were. I mean, I don't know. I there's so many variants. They seem to be standard variants, not like Hawaii flesh mm, color mm, special. This gotcha, and that. gotcha. But they, the condition of the pieces was, was were actually very, very good as far as I could see. And um, yeah, it was kind of fun to be, you know, not in Tokyo or or Osaka and seeing toy shops. Completely agree. And yeah, yeah. Um, getting out of the, getting way off the beaten path, you know. Kyle and I, in all honesty, were, were, were both secretly hoping that we'd see something that no one, you know, realized was all the way up there. Yeah. But yeah. alas, there was cool stuff, but nothing that really was on our list of things to get. Yeah. The most important stuff to us, especially right now in this trip, is just to enjoy this vacation we're taking. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, we did some of the stuff we did in Hokkaido aside from the snow festival aside from going to an onsen uh, we went shopping we went down the the fish market which was incredible had some awesome fresh fish yeah we had some Hokkaido crab which everybody recommended that we eat it's a specialty in those icy cold uh, northern waters and you can't get it anywhere else in the country or anywhere else in the world for that matter it was basically a smaller version of the Tsukichi fish market, a smaller, more manageable For sure. version of it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, all of the good restaurants. Way colder. Definitely, definitely had to wait. <laughs> yeah, way colder. You definitely had to wait, yeah. which was fine. And we found a place that, that looked good to all three of us. And, and it was actually quite amazing food. And, um, and another thing we tried, speaking going back to the food uh, conversation, uh, we did actually try... Uh, Sapporo style, or oh, sorry, Hokkaido style ramen, yes. buttered corn ramen, which was, you know, we're, we're kind of doing a little, you know, scale from one to 10 of how we rate ramen that we've had on this trip so far. For sure. And Kyle and I are both almost at the same time said solid seven. Solid seven out of 10 was that ramen. And Maybe seven and a half, but yeah. S- I mean, throw this Sapporo beer in there, seven and a half. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of goes together, but definitely a strong. It's also miso based too. True, true miso true. base. So, which is I mean, that's not uh, something I normally go for in ramen is a miso ramen, but it was pretty dang pretty good. good. It, it actually good. didn't taste like miso. No. It tasted almost more like a tonkatsu broth, but mm. the corn and the butter were sort of interesting, but very good in in this ramen. Uh, it's just definitely not something I seek out on the regular, but I'm really glad we tried it. Me too. Me too. And it was good. Uh, n- now we're down here in Kyoto. So we took the Shinkansen down from Hokkaido, and 
we actually took the Shinkansen up from Tokyo as well. And it's like an eight hour trip from Tokyo. Well, it's an 11 hour trip down from Back Hokkaido down, yeah. to Kyoto. And uh, so we had a long decompressing, <laughs> a lot of decompressing to do on that train. Uh, and we didn't arrive back in, uh, we didn't arrive down here until about like 930 at night. Yeah, so a little after nine, it was, it was, and you know, it was really cold again and we were tired from, from sitting all day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, all the things that we mentioned that we did in Sapporo, that was just a fraction of the things we actually did. So that t- downtime on the train was actually really welcome for, for all three of us. Absolutely. And, uh, although none of us really slept. <laughs> um, it, it was, and, and it was kind of cool to see where the snow line stops. And it seemed to me like right after the Sendai stop, the snow started to get a little less and less mm-hmm, and less. Mm-hmm. Although now we're, you know, way south and it's actually snowing here. So, I mean, not heavily snow, but there, it is snowing here and it's a lot colder than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about our first day in Kyoto because we've really this is our second day here. And most of our first day we spent, we we sort of split it up. The first half of the day, we went to this gorgeous, gorgeous shrine called the Fushimi Inari Shrine. And it's um, it's a fox shrine. But it's huge. It's on Inari Mountain or Mount Inari, I believe it is. Either one. And the pathways leading up to the mountain and around the mountain are completely lined with like gated essentially with these red Tori gates. If you're familiar with Japanese culture, you know what I'm talking about, but it's these tall, probably seven feet tall red gates, two big posts coming up from the ground and two horizontal beams topping those posts. And imagine that times thousands, thousands thousands and thousands of them. It was really, really interesting. Uh, I shot, we we all shot a ton of pictures there because we we went really really early. Crowds have been a really big problem here in Kyoto. Actually, tourism pollution is something that has been brought up recently in yeah. Japan. You know, they sort of, in my opinion, Japan pushed the the cool aspect of their country so much after the Fukushima disaster. It worked that it worked, <laughs> it worked. a little too well, too much, yeah. and so um, now it's sort of experiencing this glut, you could say, of tourism, which is great for the country and for money, but it does cause some issues. And one of the issues, yeah. uh, especially when you're a photographer like yeah. Dave, yeah. is you go to these stri- these sites and, and all you see are people. You see a sea of people. Yeah. So let me let me give Kyle a little a little bit of kudos because he recommended that, hey, you know, it's it's, you know, historically proven that this place gets busy really quick. So he said, let's get up early before the sun rises, get on the very first train, local train, and get off at the stop. It's only like one or two stops, so it's really close. Yeah, we're right? staying, because we're staying right, right near Kyoto we're Station. We're staying close yeah. to Kyoto Station, and from us, it's close. So we did just that. They didn't even open the gate to the to the, to the the train, to, to the railway, to get to the platform just yet. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we were basically like, okay, we're going to wait, and next thing you know, it goes up. So we, were, we got there really fast, and there was maybe like a smattering of people at best I mean, there was plenty of opportunity to get these shrines w- and, and Tory gates with no one in the, in the frame, which was mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. But having said that, we decided that we were going to do the entire trek all the way to the top of Mount Inari, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. It's a little bit of a hike. I mean, the whole duration yeah. from, from the time we got to the station to the time we got back to the station was about three hours in total. I would agree with that. Yeah. And it's not – I don't want to say it's not for the faint of heart, no. but like I'm not very fit – you know, I'm a, I can walk here in Japan, no problem. But like 
there were definitely times where we got up there. I'm like, yeah. ooh, is it a, like oh, yeah. a high elevation here? Because, woo, I'm breathing hard. Yeah, we and, and, you know, it was great weather. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. Um, it was it was perfect, like, hiking weather. And, um, you know, a lot of us have, like, Keith has a shoulder problem. My knee's bothering me. But we were able to do it despite all that. And we, we were very proud that we got to the top. And there was a Australian couple up there that took a photo of us at the very top. <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. Speaking of photos, maybe Kyle will put a link. I'll, I'm going to make a, a, a album for this Japan trip, including some of the kaiju things we do. Oh, cool. Which nice. would be more of interest to this group. But and, and, and also anyone who's interested in Japan. So maybe you can include that so people can see what we're talking about. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, that, that was an incredible, I ha- have to say magical. Mm-hmm. To be the, just the three of us and the very beginning, it was basically just the three of us. And, and then by the end of the trip, as I mentioned, I think it was there was hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, I would say if I had to gauge it, I'd say that when we arrived, there were less than 20 people oh, yeah. oh, in there easily. in total. Yeah. And at the end, there were so many people that I decided to set up my camera for like a little time lapse thing. Mm. And during the uh, we, when you come down, there's a market street you can walk through and get all sorts of street food. So I just set my phone on the side, and it's just crazy how many people are just going in and out of that thing. Just mere hours after we snowing started, it is definitely <laughs> snowing harder. That's hilarious. And granted, <laughs> we chose probably the least traveled time of year to come. That's to, true. We're to here Kyoto. in February. Yeah. February is it's typically cold. Check. Typically snowing, check. check. And there's less tourists here. So yeah. so that's a big win. Um, I can't imagine us. what that place is like in Sakura season. Or fall. When, you know, in the springtime or the fall when, when the leaves, doing when the the leaves changing. Going, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, no, it was great. It was so great. if you decide to come to any Japanese sites like Kyoto, Tokyo, Osaka, etc., just be prepared for more tourism. And if you really want to get, uh, you know, a good time where you're not going to be surrounded by tourists all the time, the earlier the better, really. That's the lay of the land, the law of the land here, I guess I would say. And really, really, it was, it really, I felt it really enhanced the the visit. And we're going to do the same thing in Nara, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Get, get up early, go there, get, you know, basically get everything sort of like seen and done and photographed yeah, <laughs> by no. the time the tourism Tourist picks up. Yeah. And, and if, uh, it's, yeah. if it keeps doing this, maybe there'll be less people there too. True, yeah, the snow. Um, yeah. It kind of scares people away, but... But yeah, no, it was it was a magical day and it was a magical start to an incredible day, which Kyle will will continue with right now. Yeah. So after the shrine, because like I said, we like we said, we went first thing in the morning. We came back to the house that we're staying in, showered, got ready to go. And we hopped on a half an hour train from Kyoto to Osaka. And we just wanted to do a little bit of toy shopping. So the first thing we hit down in Osaka was Mandarake. Kind of looked around there. Again, nothing really nothing really called out to us, but we shot a little more footage for the show, upcoming show, I should say. And uh, then we went to Astro Zombies, which is on in an area. Let me explain actually where Astro Zombies is, because I think it's really freaking cool. Astro Zombies is owned by this guy who uh, is a huge toy collector, and he gets American toys to sell in the shop to his Japanese clientele, but he also gets all the stuff from X Plus and a lot of stuff from Cast Company, and uh, it's just a really great shop. The owner is super friendly, even though I've never met him. I know him uh, 
from online interactions. Yeah, we're all Facebook friends, but we were hoping he was going to be in the yeah. shop in, in the shop when we were there yesterday, but sadly he wasn't. He was not. But uh, while we're in there, while we're in Astro Zombies, looking, I'm like walking up the stairs, looking at some of the X Plus figures, and I hear somebody go, "Well, Mister Dotco." <laughs> It was so weird. Yes, it was so strange. And uh, it was this collector, Ryan Mitchell, who David and I know from the X Plus group. And uh, so we sat around, chatted with him for a little bit, checked out Astro Zombies, and then walked kind of down and across the street to Anime Jungle's shop that is here in Osaka, Mm. which is pretty impressive, I thought, the amount of stuff they had. They had a lot of stuff. The whole second floor was was chock full of of kaiju stuff. X Plus, they had some soft vinyl, they had... um, some model kits and, and you know, there had, the thing that I was impressed most with about Anime Jungle is they did have a lot of vintage stuff too. Vintage mm. model kits. Yeah. Which I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Anime Jungle seems to be one of those shops that hits the model kit vein. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like I was actually, I don't know if I asked you this before. I can't remember who I talked to, but I was wondering how easy it is to get model kits in Japan because I feel like with the, some very small exceptions through all of my trips here, I have not been able to see resin kits for sale, vinyl kits for sale, except in a couple of small places. So it was really nice to be uh, it was really nice to see them in person and like, oh, finally, yeah, these no, guys carry on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Both Anime Jungle and Astro Zombies had a, mm-hmm. a, a good selection, a decent, not a like a huge selection, but a decent selection of vintage resin and vinyl kits, um, some which I, I hadn't seen for, for years. There were some of the first original garage kits that started the whole craze, which was pretty cool to see in person, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, Ryan Mitchell actually is a model guy mm-hmm. and he had just returned from Wonderfest. So he gave us a little rundown yeah, about yeah, Wonderfest. Cool. So yeah. he filled us in about that and um, it sounded great. And and like Kyle said, you know, maybe we'll do it in a future year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it just it wasn't in the cards for this one. But we we heard all about it and, and it sound, sound, sounded great. And then we had to say goodbye to Ryan because we met a good friend for dinner, G. Okamoto from Exaplus. And we went and met them at the X Plus headquarters. Actually, I should say not just G, but G. There was also Cena, who we'd met before at Monster Palooza, and a new guy who's working there named Ryan, who's from Indiana. Brian. Brian? Yeah, Brian. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm getting mixed up. Okay. Ryan Mitchell. Yeah, we had Ryan, Ryan and yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of confusing, yeah. So uh, and, then, uh, and then also Hirota, who works in the production line, and G was there. And of course, G also invited along... Yoshio, the guy from Kaibutsuya, yes. the model kit company. Yes. If you've ever seen X Plus's Train Biter release, that is the spitting style of Kaibutsuya's model kits. Uh, love it to death. Anyway, we went in 2015 when we came to Osaka. G took us out to the Soba place, and he was just gracious enough to take us out again this trip to the exact same soba place place. and we had a much larger much longer meal where we got to just hang out and talk about all sorts of cool stuff man such a great night it was so great to be able to articulate you know what the u.s fans and the x plus group and some of our other groups 
you know, like about the X Plus releases. And, mm-hmm. and we made a, a few, like, very polite suggestions. Sure, sure. And uh, they seemed to listen to it. And uh, uh, they gave us a little bit of upcoming information, which a lot of it was already announced at the at Wonder at, Festival. At Wonder yeah, Fest. yeah. But it was just great to, to, to chew their ears and vice versa because we had some translators there. Mm-hmm. So we were able to really, really have a great conversation. And you forgot there was also sake and beer included in that dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was it was just great and it was uh, it was a wonderful wonderful experience and and they're a great group of people and now I feel really good about giving them lots of my money yeah <laughs> <laughs> I really do uh, you know what we need to do we need to find out the name of that soba restaurant oh interesting yeah I should be able to find it pretty easy because I was I know where it was from X plus HQ yeah it was pretty close to that and and I have a feeling that they have like a special relationship with this this particular soba shop mm-hmm. because it's the type of place where uh, the customers and clientele have their bottles of sake, the large bottles, and each time they patronize, they drink from their own bottle, mm. and they had them all lined up there. So maybe that was an X plus one that that they had up there. Oh, maybe, maybe, um, because they basically asked us, you know, what we wanted. We said, whatever you're having, you you go ahead and order, and we'll just you know eat. And you know they, they chose the sake and the beer and everything, so it was wonderful. It was it was really 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 wonderful and and a great great experience. Yeah, if listeners out there are, are into Japanese food and you have not had soba noodles before, oh. soba are buckwheat noodles and they serve them in soups. They also serve them sort of uh, like skemen style, where you take the noodles and you dip them in a in a stronger broth, and that's how we had them last night. But we also had tempura vegetables. We had Some grilled interesting fish. Uh, interesting fish. Grilled fish. Yeah. <laughs> we had duck. There oh, was the, a the tofu that was uh, sort of fake eel. It was yeah. Uh, tof- that, that wasn't no, tofu. No, it, was it, was, it was soba. Soba. Yeah, soba powder that had been pressed into the shape of unagi, which is eel. Correct. And then flavored like the eel. It wasn't like uh, it didn't really taste like the eel, but it was really, really, was really tasty. tasty. And they had another thing that was also oh, it's eggplant. Oh, eggplant, that it, yeah. That it was sort egg, of like a roasted, roasted and, and pressed into yeah. the shape of a fish. It was really kind of really cool. cool. It was very, very anyway, good. Anyway, f- uh, phenomenal meal. Phenomenal meal. And we said uh, goodbye to those guys after a long time. And then... <laughs> and then... Here we go. When the flashback to 2013, when I was here with Lady Kyle, we stayed in Osaka at... A friend's house. I had not met them at the time, so this was my first introduction to them in 2013. But they own a bar. And I won't go into the whole thing about the bar, but basically they own this bar and they invited us up. And I'd been dying to go back and see them again, so I made sure to tell Chelsea and Noki that we were coming to town for this trip. And last night, we ended our night at Chelsea's bar, singing a little karaoke, <laughs> drinking a little drinking whiskey, high, high balls and whiskey, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome, and we really, sadly, we had to cut it kind of short because we had to catch the last train from Osaka back to Kyoto, and we got the the second to last one, or was that the last? No, one? no, we were trying to get the second to last one. Which left at eleven twenty. That was like sort of the plan. Well, let's do this. That way, right, that way, right, if something right, happens, right. we'll take the last one. And something happened. We didn't make it in time. No. So we caught the eleven forty one, <laughs> and we didn't get back to the 
uh, to the house until like 1230 at night, yeah. especially because once we got to the station, all of the exits were closed except this janky, oh, right. spooky, yeah. spooky exit that put us off onto one weird side street on the side of the a train station we didn't want to be and we had to walk all the way around the station which Kyoto station pretty big actually and it was cold and windy cold and windy so, so by the time we literally got back to the house I was like shoes off upstairs yep. done 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 anyway one one little tidbit about Chelsea's bar too um Kyle had been there in 2013 and then when we were with our bigger group mm-hmm. we went back there after dinner um when we were in, in, um, Dotonbori and we, we, people were kind of grouchy, you know, they were, we weren't sure what we were going to do. Everybody had some, some difference of opinion of what we were going to do next. So we go up there and everybody's kind of like pouty. We see the vibe in Chelsea's bar and there was a guy singing honestly by Billy Joel karaoke, huge smile on everybody's face. We mm-hmm. were all, it totally cheered us up. We were so happy, but sadly she was really busy that night and we did have to leave. So we were there for a really short time. And flash forward to last night, guess who sang Honestly by Billy Joel in honor of that little visit? Yours, it was not. Yours truly. Yeah, it was not me. It was no, David. No, no. Kyle actually <laughs> sang a Guns N' Roses song and he was pretty badass, I, I must say. That is Bon Jovi, sir. Oh, what did I say? He said Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses? <laughs> no. You know what? I don't know Although what I'm talking about. I could about. sing Sweet Child of Mine if I you probably had could. enough you probably liquor could. in me. <laughs> Sorry. You know, and I'm from New Jersey, too. Shame on me. Bon Jovi. I just totally. I'm Jonathan I'm, Bon Jovi oh, would I'm be so upset at you. Excommunicated from. <laughs> From 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 New Jersey. It's that's a good fine. thing. That's good thing you're in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing I'm in Japan right now. <laughs> it, so. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, today we sort of like are trying to take it easy, doing a shopping street. You know, kind of had this amazing ramen. Okay, Ugh. let's talk about that ramen so for good. a second. Okay, it wasn't amazing. Is an understatement. Yeah. Remember, we said the the ramen from uh, Sapporo, the Hokkaido style, was a seven, solid seven. This was a ten. And I'm going to go further, 10 plus. Absolutely, it 10 plus. It hit every sweet spot possible. And Keith is a ramen head. I am a ramen head. Kyle is probably the biggest ramen head of the three of us. And on the plane, we took um, All Nippon Airways. They have a Japanese video channel to watch mm-hmm. um, in addition to the movies. And there was a Japanese film called Ramen Heads. And it was all about the ramen culture in Japan. So to have experienced, how many is that? Our fourth ramen from the trip? That's our fourth ramen, yeah. Fourth ramen. <laughs> yes, we are ramen heads. And uh, this place was called oh, Kyoto Gogyo. And they serve a blackened miso pork ramen. They also serve a black shio, which is salt ramen as well. Or maybe it was shoyu. I can't remember. But we got the black miso. All, oh, all three of us God. got the same. Oh, my God. Yes, every bite, every element, every sip of this ramen mm. literally was just knocking me on my ass basically i was like oh my god this is so good after literally every bite and it was almost like every bite was a little bit different so i'd like grab a little pork grab a little noodles grab a little egg grab ugh, ah, so good it was very interesting i i also had never tasted anything like that before and they put cabbage in there mm-hmm. which was an unusual choice too totally. and and uh, the eggs are actually an important component. This had one uh, sort of whole soft-boiled egg, and then one was cut in half. Mm-hmm. The eggs were cooked perfectly. They were succulent. They were delicious. The pork was succulent, delicious, just enough fat on there. 
Um, it, we all, all three of us were alternating saying, oh my God, this is so good. Maybe there were some expletives thrown in there too. Um, we all said 10 out of 10. There were one. definitely some expletives thrown in there. Definitely some expletives. <laughs> oh my gosh, and, 10 and, out of 10 at and least. And Kyle even you know, asked the, the server to, if it was possible to get more noodles. And she said, well, sorry, basically said this. Sorry, you already ordered the, ex- the, the large one, so no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I at least tried. I at least tried. Hey, hey, yeah. It's a valiant effort. And I think uh, it was happiness in a bowl for about 13 bucks. Yeah, 150 million percent worth it. And I think that we're going to be able to find another one of those shops in Tokyo. So I hopefully we'll be able to get another bowl of that before we leave. Hell yes. All right. Hell yes. Well, we're going to go ahead and and, uh, head back to or head over to our next stop. And we're going to pick this up another time. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode as soon as we can sit down and talk about it. Jamata. See you later. Nahina, 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 Nahina,